Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Astros and the Orioles, which didn't go well for us. But just like the two series before that, we get the win in the last game of the series to avoid getting swept. Joining me once again, I think this is three shows in a row, Steven Peterson. What's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? How's it going? It's going good. We're just working. Another uh, another frustrating series, wouldn't you say? It was, but when I get to game one, it, there's some positives. It's not all negative, but it, it Baltimore is good, right? Okay. So we go to game one with JV. We'll just jump right into it. And then uh, King Tuck had an RBI double, brought in Altuve. And then top of the third, they tie it up with a sack fly. No scoring till the fifth. O'Hearn, who's been a stud against the Astros, uh, two runs, single, and we're up, they're up three to one. But it this seems like what was happening in game one, the Astros come back. Chaz had an RBI single, brought in Tucker. Pena had an RBI single, brought in Chaz. All of a sudden, we're tied. And then Altuve, what can you say about him? A two-run double brings in JP, three, and Dubon. And all of a sudden, we are up. Five to three, buddy. Yeah, I mean, early on, you feel good. Like I said, uh, we talked about the very first show I was on. JV will give up some early inning stuff, you know. Usually in the first three, that fifth inning did get away from him. But, you know, you're cruising along. You're thinking, all right, it's tied. Then it's leading. And you're thinking everything's good. Five, three, and six. JV's going to do a shutdown seven, maybe get into eight. And we're feeling good. I think Montero came in in the seventh inning. Was it the seventh? Yeah, I think so. No, I'm saying through six, though, you feel good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Through six, you're thinking like JV gave up his early stuff. You don't know if he's coming out yet. He could give you seven or eight, but you're feeling good after six. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, at this point, right, I mean, they take a three-to-one lead. So this is what I'm saying about it. It isn't all bad. They take a three-to-one lead, and we end up taking a five-to-three lead. And then we go into the seventh inning. I tweeted out or X'd out, whatever you want to call it. How many people are going to get mad that Montero came in? Now, I get it. If you look at his stats, and I see people you know, answering this with, with his stats, but the guy goes in when we're winning 7-1 to one or we're losing 7-1. to one. He hasn't really been in the seventh inning in a tight ball game against a good team, and he folded. He gave up a double RBI double and then another double, and all of a sudden we're tied. And then the bottom of the seventh, Abreu hit a home run, and we get the lead back. And then in the bottom of the eighth, Martin Maldonado hits a home run. And now we're up two, seven to five. And some guy on, I think it was TikTok, told me that was a meaningless home run. Why? He goes, well, they lost anyway. It wasn't meaningless. You're just 
You're just trying to find reasons to hate him. So anyway, now I don't, the, I, I don't think that guy understands what a meaningless home run is. Meaningless home runs. Meaningless home runs are. Abreu's had some this year. Not saying it's his fault. I mean, Dominic Smith did the one the other day for the Nationals. When you're losing six to nothing in the ninth and you hit a one-run shot, there you go. That's a meaningless home run. When it's a one-two run game and you pad the lead before the game's over, how is that? That's what I huh? said. We were what? up by one. He hit a home run to make an insurance run. That guy just doesn't get it. So anyway, cue Johnny Cash in the ninth inning. So so to me, I'm watching this tough, hard-fought battle, and the Astros go toe-to-toe with the first-place team in the other division. Here comes Presley. We got this. And as soon as he comes out, he just gets destroyed. Gives up a couple hits, then a, what was it, a three-run bomb? Give up a three-run bomb, and we lose. And they had mentioned, like, he hasn't pitched since X. And before that, it was he hadn't pitched since X. And I was like, how do they expect this guy to come in? And this is the first thing I want to get your opinion on. How do they expect Ryan Presley to come in and pitch good if he never pitches? I know, I understand if there's not a save situation, bring him in. Get the... I think what he's, he not we we talked about knocking the rust off. We have talked rusty. about it. We have talked about it both shows I was on. Yeah. The first time he came in, it was that combined no hitter. That was the first time he had pitched. That was on uh, the thirteenth. That was the first time he pitched since the thirtieth. This was the sec. That was the first. This is the first time he's pitched since last Wednesday. Yeah. So he still hadn't pitched in five days when we had five games he should pitch have to in get every series pitching. he should pitch at least every other game or every third game this guy i mean the season is almost over it's almost time for the playoffs this guy isn't ready so my first question do you blame do you blame i was gonna say presley so do you blame ryan presley or do you blame dusty for this i blame dusty okay do I blame Dusty for bringing him in, or do I blame Dusty for, for the not pi- for not pitching him? It's hundred percent the performance issue, and I have it written down literally on my notes. Game one, Dusty is at fault as Presley barely pitches as usual and gives up a three run three runs in the ninth. That's literally all my notes for game one, because that's the only thing that to me stuck out. And and we talked about it both shows, the last two shows we talked about it. This is Monday because he pitched again today, but we'll get to that Monday this game was the first time he, or the fifth time he pitched since August 30th. Almost a full month, you know what I mean? 20 plus days, and you pitched five times. You've pitched pretty much once a week. It's not enough. Like, and that's your closer. There's one thing about resting someone and resting them so long they get rusty. It's resting versus rusty. My My thing is it's, it's not like you're sitting a graveman. You know what I mean? It's not like you're sitting a like Sosa or Magic Man or something. You're sitting yeah. your closer. Yeah. Like when he came in Monday, I said one of two things are going to happen. He's going to go three up and three down, or he's going to give up the lead. Yeah. There's no he's going to get a couple on and get a double play and settle down. It was one of two things. That's it. And the thing about closers is, you, you got to have that, you know, that adrenaline while being able to control it. 
if you don't pitch enough, like he's not pitching, I don't care if he's America's closer. I don't care how many times he pitches. And I yeah. love Ryan Presley. I agree. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose the edge. So that's what I want here. Presley, Rusty, Dusty, or Presley at fault, and then Montero. So to me, I think we played well enough to win Game One. So it's hard to have. What do you call it? Um, it's, you don't win, but there's like a good losses. No, it's not that. But anyway, a moral victory. Oh yeah, yeah. it's not really a moral victory that we should have won this game because I kind of blame this on Dusty, and I never really, I never really go after Dusty like this. But I didn't know Montero. I didn't know that uh, Brian Abreu had taken one off the arm. Mm-hmm. But isn't there someone better? And I know, I know it. People could come at you with look at his stats, but he doesn't go in there in high leverage situations. So you can't really look at his stats. But I think bringing in Montero and then Presley being rusty, those those were the two things that caused us to lose. It wasn't really our offense. We scored plenty of runs. It was mostly our pitching. I completely agree. And and I think we talked about this once again in the, I think the 7-1 game from the A's. Dusty has this thing where he's he's not changing it up with who he brings in. It's always Montero, Maton, Abreu, Neris Presley, or Neris Abreu Presley. Same order, same time. I know Stanek got hurt. We've been calling guys up, but like Maton's not pitching. Like why, like, like change it up a little bit. I don't mind if you bring in Montero, but stop going in the same hmm. exact order, the same series like over and over again it's literally there might be a better way to so you're saying there could be a better way instead of saying this guy's my sixth inning guy and this guy's my seventh inning guy maybe do matchups maybe switch them around do the order that's that's what i'm saying like i don't i know a lot of people don't like analytics in sports but sometimes you have to look deep into the numbers not just you know dusty's pretty old school he's been around for a long time and he hasn't come around to the what is my matchup who do I pull out of my bullpen? It's Montero's after my starters, no matter the inning. Maton might need to come in and fill his spot, but then we go Neris, Abreu, Presley over and over. And I'm uh, the back two, the back three are fine with me, but we need to change up the start of that. Yeah. So I want to, I wrote this down too, and I want to, I want to mention this because it was, it was a great play. So when Montero went in there and they tied it up, there was actually a great play at the plate. Kyle Tucker threw it to JP3 around the first base area. And the throw was, I think it was too wide right, but Maldi caught it and and tagged him out. And that it, it would have been six to five right there. So Maldi would have had the game winning home run. But anyway, so bright spot, folks. Bright spot. We played good enough to win that game. We played good enough to win. So, All right. Something about that play real fast. Did you look at the actual replay and what the they found out? What about so it? if you look at it, while Tucker is fielding the ball, fixing to throw it, Altuve standing at second. They switch positions. Altuve is standing where Pena is, and Pena is at second base. They switch positions, and Altuve goes to second to cover in case the runner goes to second, and Pena goes to be the cutoff man. Because Pena has a better arm. Yeah. Like that is like this team is performing the way they need to perform 
in every aspect on the field except hitting when the pitching's good and then pitching when the hitting's good. Well, game one, they had seven runs on 10 hits, four for 13 with runners in scoring position. They left eight on base. So the offense was there. Sometimes the offense isn't there, but this time it was. Altuve went two for five. He drove in two. Abreu, two for four. A lot of people badmouth on Abreu. Someone had mentioned something that he doesn't do anything. But if you listen to it on the show, when they talk about it, he has a lot of RBIs that aren't hits. You know, he has sack flies and different things. Kyle Tucker, two for five. And Maldi, my boy, Maldi, my catcher, not your catcher. Two for four with a home run. Suck on that, Twitter. All right, game two, Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown is either good or he's really bad. O'Hearn, two-run homer in the first inning. Bottom of first, Kyle Tucker. So this is, again, this is the Astros battling back. They're battling head-to-head with another first-place team. In the top of the third, Hayes had a home run. It was a three-run shot, 5-2. to two. Alex Bregman comes back, 24th home run. It's 5-3. to three. So we go to the top of the sixth before there's any more scoring. And I can't remember who was pitched in the sixth inning. I didn't write that down, but they had a bunt single for an RBI, an RBI single, and it was seven to three. So it was two to two, and they just took over the game. Uh, Yiner came in at a two-run homer, brought in Kyle Tucker, seven to five. Now, at this point, you know, we were we were kind of out of the game. And then Yiner had that two-run homer, and it was 7-5 to five in the sixth inning. We were still in that game. We were back in it because Yiner Diaz is a stud, and I know you want to say something about him. So Hunter Brown went five and a third. So he was in that sixth inning to get the guys on base, and then Maton came in, gave up the uh, two hits, and they were the runs went to Brown. All right. So Maton did his job. You know, he didn't get any earned runs. But yeah, I mean, my thing about Yiner is number one, he needs to be in every game, in my opinion, at some point. He he's just that good, I think. My other thing is why is Abreu batting so high in these lineups that Malty's not in like this one? And this has to do with Yiner. I don't know. Like, I just don't get it. He's batting 230. Like, his stats, except for the RBIs, are pretty close to Maldi. Why are you not putting him at eight or nine and moving Yiner and Chaz up? That like, makes I would, sense. I, I would at least swap Yiner and Abreu to put, you know, like him further down. But, I mean, you have Dubon and Pena as your eight and nine guys, which are pretty good eight and nine yeah. guys. I, I, so, I like having good guys down at the bottom. So, that's my thing. I mean, you have a guy... Like our bottom three guys this game are Yiner two eighty six, Dubon two eighty, Pena two sixty two, which is a lot higher because he started the year at two twenty. You know, yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing about Yiner for me. I mean, he's a stud. What can you say? All right. So speaking of rust, who comes out in the seventh inning? Someone that I completely forgot was even on the team. Jose Arquiti. Yeah, he comes in and gives up uh, two home runs. And it goes from seven to five to nine to five, and that was it. The Astros couldn't score anymore. Altuve had another good game, two for four. Yiner Diaz trying to match uh, Maldi's game, one, two for four with two RBIs. Dubon, two for four. Kyle Tucker, two RBIs, and he scored twice. And Alex Bregman, 
had a home run. Hunter Brown, five and a third, six hits, seven runs, two walks, five strikeouts, gave up two homers. He takes the loss. He's 11 and 12, 4.87. Phil Maton, two-thirds of an inning, two hits, a strikeout, and no runs. Urquidy, an inning and a third, two hits, two runs. He gave up two homers. Sosa, one and two-third, no hit, no run, no walk, three strikeouts. The yeah, Astros so had – Good to see him come in the game, though. Sorry, yeah. sorry to cut you off. I really want to get that in. Good to see him come in for more than an inning and give up no hits. Felt really good. I wasn't paying attention, and I looked up, and I was like, who is that? I was like, oh, okay. Astros five runs on 10 hits, so they got 10 hits in that game. Like I said, the offense is there, but two for 12. Runners in scoring position. They left seven on base. The offense was there. They didn't get the hits at the right time. They didn't drive people in. You said since you were a little boy, the Astros leave men on base, and that's what happened. But I don't know. We know what I was thinking about today is how big the loss of Garcia was because we're screwed in starting pitchers. I can tell you that right now. I don't know if Jay uh, – I mean, I have a lot of – well, we're going to get to this game today, so I don't know. I don't I, – it's – though. The, there, we got three guys fighting for that third spot, but what were you going to say? So, a couple of things. Pitching-wise, I think we have three guys, and the third one's not going to be who you think it is. First two are obviously JV and Framber. Yes. Third guy is for me, JP friends. I think, I think so, I think too. When, when, he, when he's on, he's on. And then, I mean, Javier, when he's on, is not a bad guy to have for um, like that's I what said, I was going like, to say about JP France. I don't know if he needs rest. Yeah, I, he's sometimes rookie. he looks really good, and he he goes back and forth just like Hunter yeah. Brown. Yeah, they both have the stuff, but it just seems like I don't know. I need to watch a little closer to see kind of see what happens in that game that changes it all. So the biggest thing for me of this game too was bottom nine. We go Dubon and Pena out right away. Get out. So two outs. Altuve comes up and walks. Bregman comes up and walks. Jordan comes up to the plate. They change pitchers to get a matchup they like. The second night in a row this happened. Same thing happened in game one. Back-to-back nights, the O's bringing in a new pitcher, and the Astros stare at three straight balls down the center. Like, I'm talking... Right down the pipe. What do you think about this nonsense about the batter's eye? Like, I, I talked about it one, on one of my little videos. It's like, how can you say that you can't see and then the Padres score 12 runs? Like, I don't get it. But they're, yeah, they're going to green paint it. everything. But anyway, let's talk about today's game and some more stuff. Hand out some hardware, all that stuff you guys like to hear. But we will do that right after this. You're listening to Astros Baseball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, folks, we're back. Hope you hope you enjoyed your little break there, folks. All right. So anyway, some of you, like I have a friend that lives uh, out of the out of the country, and he's like, I never hear any ads. But like here, I hear ads for San Antonio, and people in Houston probably hear ads for Houston. So it just depends on where you live. Sometimes I might say I'll be right back, and I don't go anywhere. So it's just up to you. But anyway, Christian Javier today. Top. This won't take long, folks. Top of the first, Santander. RBI single, we are down one to zero. I'm at work. It's a day shift game. Apple Watch is on. I didn't feel the vibration for the one to zero thing. And I'm sitting there like, dude, it's the game started like three hours ago or two, two hours ago. I haven't got any alerts. And I look, Pena RBI double, one to one. And then bottom of the ninth, Dubon walked it off. Great game for Dubon. So, luckily, on Wednesdays, we had half day at school. So, I got to come home. And uh, by the time I was home, I think it was like the fifth inning or so. I mean, it was one of those classic games. You know what I mean? Just It, it reminded me of back when we were in the Central, and it was like Kerry Wood with the Cubs type game. Like Kerry Wood Oswald just pitching, little hit here, get out of the inning. You know, just really good. Um, Naris came in, and Graveman came in and shut it down. And I was... Loving the game. The biggest play for me, did you get to watch any of it? No. So the biggest play for me is Yiner. So Jordan gets the day off. Let me just get this out of the way. Have you heard Dusty's quote? No, go ahead. Dusty said, "When remind you, we lose, we're not in the lead for the division. Dusty said, quote, I'd rather sacrifice one game to have a chance in the next nine, end quote. First off, I understand if you want to rest somebody. <laughs> you cannot say you want to sacrifice the game no. before the game's even started. What is that doing to the rest of the team? I think he sacrifices a lot of games. Like when we win the first two games, he acts like he doesn't care about winning that third one. Yeah, I, I just first that quote and number number two, there's ten games left. You can't rest arguably your best player. I mean Altuve's, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't rest your Don. But it worked. It did work. So his he cra- comes his in. crazy lineups, these game threes, they they just keep working. He's a mad genius. Yeah, so he comes in and pinch hits. And I mean that place erupted, by the way, when he pinch hit. Um he pinched hit in the eighth. Four four pitch walk. Dubon went on to run for him. Maldi was in the on deck circle. Gets pulled for Singleton. Singleton, uh, I believe he he got up in the count and then flew out. I think. Um, anyways, it, Altuve gets on, does what Altuve does. Dubon scores off of that Pena double. Right, you're thinking, okay, tie game. This feels like a playoff atmosphere game. The place is rocking for a one o'clock game. I mean, it's loud in there. And the ninth inning happens. 
Yiner gets on, and you're thinking, all right, what can we do here? They don't pinch hit him, or they don't pinch run him. He hustles. A little bloop to right, and he hustles for a double. Chaz goes up there, and Chaz is doing what Chaz does, and he is just trying, getting his hip out in front, doing everything he can to just get the ball the other way. He grounds it straight to second base, and that dugout was so ecstatic because that's one of those, it goes down as just a out, you know what I mean? But he advanced the runner, and you you could tell it was just all he he did not care about putting it in the air. He just wanted to hit the ball to the right after that hustle double. And I thought that was the biggest play of the game was him grounding out to second. And then Dubon comes up and does a little bloop and wins the game. But but that was huge was you need guys like that, like Yiner and Chaz, in the lineup all the time because they don't care. I need to hit it deep. They don't care. I need to at least get it in the air so he can tag up. They understand. I need to swing late to time it up and get it to right just to advance a run. I don't care about the batting average. I, don't, I need to advance this runner. It was a huge moment. So the Astros, five hits and two runs. The, the least amount of runs they scored in the series. Least amount of hits. Baltimore, one run on six hits. So pitching wins games, folks. Pena went one for three. Diaz went one for three. And Dubon, one for one. The Astros only had five hits. So here's something that I I did today. A little stat guy, you know, doing some stats. Astros, three and six in the last three series. They win the final game of each series, as you all know. And the losses. In the six losses, 41 runs scored on them in those six games. 6.83 runs per game in the losses. In the four win, in the three wins, they allowed four runs. 1.33 runs in the wins, 6.83 runs against in the losses. I had somebody text me this today. He's a diehard fan that lives in Houston. He said, they just don't look hungry this season. I know they want to win, but I f- don't feel like they f- they hate to lose. I don't know if it's been all the winning over the last six years and they're not used to losing. That's just what I think is missing, along with some spotty pitching. When we hit, we don't pitch. When we pitch, we don't hit. It's got to mesh together eventually. And I think that sums up what you just said. The losses, we score all these runs and get all these hits. The wins, we eke them out with the pitching. It, it's it's never both are meshing, and it's a except that Ranger series. There's none of these big blowouts. I really like what he said there because that's whenever you see the Astros lose, they'll lose a game, and like if I was out there and I lost a game, I would be mad because I want to win, and it doesn't look like it bothers them when they lose. I don't think I don't know if they're just like really confident and they're like, well, we're, we just need to get there and then we'll turn it on and win. Or they're just they're just there's so many people out there on the Astros roster that are used to this. They're used to playing a ton of games and they're they're used to like, let's just get to the playoffs, except two of them that you're mentioning 
Yiner Diaz and Chaz. Like it looks like they all out want to win that game all the time. It's just weird. I noticed that too. It's like it doesn't seem like it bothers them to lose. I would add Dubon to that Yiner and Chaz thing. He's always fired up when he's in the game, fist pumping and hyping and you know, hustling for slides. Those three guys feel like they're the heart and soul and like youth of the game, youth of our team. You know, yeah. we have a lot of, you know, I, I, and I think to a point it's hurting us. What you're saying is, Oh, we're veteran. We're, we're experienced. We're battle tested. We just got to get into the dance. We don't care if we're the one seed or the last seed. We just got to get in and we'll make the ALCS. I mean, that might be how now. it looks right. Like nonchalantly, like, eh, we lost, but. I think they just know how to handle it. They're, they're they're professionals. That's kind of what I was trying to say at the beginning. They're professionals. It's like they're gonna they're gonna handle a loss way better than I will, way better than someone like Yiner will. So anyway, it is time. What do you got? One more thing. So yeah, yeah. So so something Bregman said after game one that I just or game two that I just want to bring up that kind of goes with what we're talking about. He said it's a it, quote it's a good league. You better show up and do it, or you're gonna be sitting on your butt in October instead of playing. So it comes to down it comes down to doing it. That's it. And you say a quote like this, and I love Bregman, and I think he's one of the fiery guys, you know. Mm-hmm. But you have a leader saying that, and then you barely squeak out a walk off win without hitting it all today after saying a quote like that. It just doesn't feel like there's a lot of synergy. I think that's the best. Like, it just feels out of sync right now. And we just got to get back into that well-oiled machine. Yep. They need Club Astro. All right. So now, now, it is time to hand out some hardware. Last episode, we had the trifecta. And I guarantee you we don't have it this week. (laughs) All right. Who do you have for your pitcher of the series? My pitcher of the series it's going to be interesting. I'm going to go Christian Javier. No decision. Five innings, though. Three hits, one earned. 11 Ks. He's been missing strikeouts a lot. 11 Ks with a good strike percentage. I got to go Javier getting back on track. All right, we're one for one because I also have Christian Javier. All right, now it's time for position player. Position player is kind of tough. I actually kind of narrowed it down to... Three guys, Kyle Tucker, Altuve, and Dubon. For me, it's Tucker, even though he did go over today. And the win, he went over. But if you look at the guy that was there getting on base and giving us a chance in the two losses, mm-hmm. Tucker was doing a lot of that. So I had to give it to Tucker. We are two for two, sir. I don't, I, I don't think we're going to get the Rose. But we could. We could get it. Maybe. We could get it. Because we've talked about this person that I picked. He's already been mentioned. Okay. And I didn't even know the guy's first name. Oh, okay. I know who you're going with. Okay. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going with him. Okay. I got Bennett Sosa. Yeah. That's my guy. Is it Sosa, Sousa? I don't even know what it is. I think it's Sousa, Sousa. Yeah. Sousa. So my guy quietly having a really good end of the year. And then this series, like I said, he almost hit a home run, but he did have that RBI double this game to tie it up. Uh, my game's Pena. 
good pick. I know he only he only went one for three each game, or, or one hit each game, not you know one for four and then one for three. But does he remind you kind of 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 Bregman to where he's a really slow start in the year? He did it last year too. That's like two thirty, and then he just the clutch moments happen. And he's Last year he to, wasn't that good, and then he like turned it on in the playoffs. Yeah, and this year he was like two thirty at the All Star break. Like he had like the same batting average as a Brayu after like three or four months, and he's up to two sixty. That's good. And and all the big moments when he's up in those big moments he comes through. So I had to give it to him because he came through again today. And like I said, it's just like he's getting it going in general, and he had a hit in every game. So I have to I got to give it the rose to him. Very close to Chaz because I want to get to Chaz for that forcing it to the right, but. Give it to Pena. There you go. So we did not match. See, that's why I didn't think we were going to match. Because here's here's why I picked him. This guy is like a 7.40 ERA now, right? But he's pitched for the Astros twice. Two innings, no runs, no walks, and four strikeouts. Good job. That's what you want to do. I know we recently just called him back up. I know we've been doing that flip-flop, and I think he came back up when Stanek got hurt, or we sent someone down. Stanek was pitching for the Space Cowboys, so he should be back pretty soon. Yeah, so I'm guessing the – I mean, do you send Arkady down instead of this guy? If you're not going to use him, why have him? Yeah. They sent Magic Um, Man down, and he hasn't been back yet, has he? No, no, he hasn't. By the way, he wasn't good this year. So, so those two starts that you talked about, he, you said he was at a seven four nine, at a seven seven still, seven point seven one ERA, but he's been lights out for us. So, yeah. give it to that kid. Yeah, it was seven something. I don't know. So anyway, the Astros have a half game lead now on, in the American League West. Both other teams won today as well, so no changes in the last two days. The wild card standings: Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Seattle and Texas are tied. Don't they play each other next? Seattle and Texas do play each other. And then they play us, and then they play each other again, right? Yep. They, they, yeah. They got yeah. six games against each other. So what we need them what we need them us. to do is go three and three. Just take turns beating each other. And here's what I want to say. We're off tomorrow. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we got the Royals again. This is a team that had 46 wins, and I think they have like 51 now. They're seven and three in their last ten. The Astros are three and six in their last nine. So it's not going to be easy, but it should be. It should be something we should be able to do. Framber, JP France, so your number one and number three guy, and then Hunter Brown. So here's my thoughts on this game or this series. The Astros need to treat this like it's the playoffs. They have a losing record at home, and they they gotta they gotta sweep these guys. They gotta play balls out, and they gotta win this game. And they gotta want to win this game, and they gotta get mad if they don't win. I want to see some intensity this weekend from the Astros. I want playoff atmosphere, like you said today's game was. Fans need to show up, and we need to. I just I can't picture the Astros having a losing record at home. I think not just this this series. I think the rest of the, the last nine games, counting today, ten games because today was a playoff atmosphere to me. The rest of the year, these final ten games have to be a 
playoff atmosphere, especially this series at home. Because the rest of your schedule is not easy. You have Arizona the last week too. Like, like you need to win these three games because Arizona is going to be fighting for a wild card spot and they're going to want it that last week. So you need to take advantage of a bad team like this before you play those teams. And 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 this series, I, I almost think it's a must sweep, but you have to win two games. You have to win two games. At home, for Amber's pitching, you almost feel like that's a guarantee, right? Yeah. Yeah, like you almost feel like that's a guarantee. He just lit them up, tore them up seven and a third, one run last time. Like you have got to ride for Amber, hope JP and Hunter are the good versions, and just make it work. Honestly, if they win two out of three, they're guaranteed almost, unless Seattle or Texas sweeps the other, they're guaranteed to still be where they're at now. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like we. Almost mathematically, if I, I don't know if I almost want either Texas or Seattle to sweep. If we are struggling, that's what I would prefer is they beat each other. Yeah. If we're struggling, I hope one of them crushes the other one because that guarantees us a wild card spot. If they're splitting games and we're struggling, then that third wild card spot is up in the air, honestly. Well, we need them to split games, and we need to crush. Yes, yes, Astros, That's what I'm saying. Playoff atmosphere, let's go out and get this, Astros. I know you're listening. Altuve, Pena, Jordan. I know you guys listen every week. We need to play playoff atmosphere. All right, buddy, we got a, about two minutes left. If you have anything you want to add, I know we've been adding stuff at the end, but uh, anything you want to add? Yeah, so, you know, I like to throw a couple of interesting stats out there all the time. So, number it. one, uh, Bradish today set the record for most innings against the Astros pitched without giving up a run ever. That was interesting. Yeah, wow. this is like the third time he's faced us. Like, coming into the game, it was like 16 innings. He'd never give up a run. And now, I don't know, whatever today, you know. So, that was very impressive. Uh, I know we talked the other day about how good Chaz has been this year. Arguably the best center fielder. Chaz McCormick has the third highest average in the entire AL, not just center fielders, the entire AL versus lefties. Yeah. With a 337. So I thought that was interesting. Interesting fact about the pitching we talked about. Pitching was great in game three, but what's wrong with the Astros pitching in general? Last year, for the whole year, we gave up 134 home runs, second best in baseball. This year, We've given up 195, eighth worst. So that's kind yep. of hurting. And yeah, that, I mean, other than that, it was just questions about just Abreu <laughs> batting so high and stuff and why we're you, benching. You know how the gone. Astros were so good last year? Is, is every game was like this, and then they would do what they needed to do to get that win. It wasn't like they went out and crushed everybody. They had situational hitting. They got the hits. They got the runs when they needed it. And they're not doing that this year. But I, I'm not going to complain. We're in first place. We're the number two seed in the American League. I'm not complaining, folks. I'm still happy. But we got to go crush the crush the Royals. That's it. That's all I got to say. I completely agree. And, and, you know, a lot of it is we've been good for so long, so we've said it over and over again. It feels like we're just so bad 
this year and we're not we're in first everything's chill everything's fine there are um, there are 20 what 28 other teams out there maybe mm-hmm. 27 that wishes they were leading their division and that they were the two seed but anyway we are about to run out of time mr peterson but anyway thanks for uh coming on again buddy i appreciate it i stayed up late for this and uh, we're out of here, folks. Go Astros. We'll see you next time on Astros see Baseball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.